Hi, Podcast Babe, and welcome to season five of the Podcast Babes podcast. Get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters every Monday and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every Wednesday. If you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management, be sure to check out our website at thepodcastwaves.com. Okay, so now let's go into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Podcast Based Podcast. And today I'm super excited to share a little bit more about an experiment that I have been doing for the past year, like literally one year I have been doing this. So yeah, let's get into it. As you might know or might not know, I actually have another podcast, which is called Digital Nomad Stories. And this podcast, I started it as a passion project in I think May of 2020. I released a few episodes and then didn't touch it for months because I didn't feel motivated. My audience was not growing after seven episodes, surprisingly enough. So yeah, it was not working for me. So I just did the thing that actually happens to many, many podcasters a pod fade. I just didn't record new episodes for a while. Months later, it was, I think, December of that same year, maybe January of 2020. I thought, okay, well, I have this podcast and I have not been recording for months and months, but I want to bring it back. But this time, things need to change. I want to be more excited about it and I also want to make it work for myself. So I started an experiment and the experiment was releasing new episodes weekly for one year. And then I could see what I wanted to do with it after one year. So now by the time I'm recording this, uh, we're at the end of the year. I relaunched the podcast Digital Nomad Stories on March 1st of 2021. Yes, that is correct. I was just thinking about the timing. Yes, in 2021, in February, I recorded a bunch of episodes, worked on it. March 1st, I relaunched a podcast with a new name, new branding that I created myself. And I released three episodes to uh, relaunch the podcast. And in the month before that, I already recorded a bunch of episodes just because I didn't want to be in that same position that I was before, that I had to record, that I was just looking for a guest to record an episode with immediately because I had to to make my deadline of releasing the episode. I didn't want to do that anymore, so I created a backlog of episodes And yeah, I have been recording over the year, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. Um, So yeah, here we are, almost one year later, but I'm recording this episode on February 8th, actually. Um, So it is about three weeks before the the one-year mark of the relaunch of my podcast. And I was just going through my stats, and it has been so interesting to see what actually happens if you release content consistently weekly for one year. And the reason why I want to bring it to this podcast is I talk a lot about working in seasons. 
And I love working in seasons for this podcast, for the Podcast Waves podcast. But I think there is also something to say for consistently releasing weekly content for a longer period of time. So in this episode, I want to tell you a little bit more about what I've found in that one year of consistently podcasting, uh, the differences between releasing weekly content and working in seasons, and when it might be a good fit to release weekly content, when it might be a better fit to work in seasons. Yeah, let's get into it. First of all, I want to tell you a little bit about how my year went. Uh, Like I said, I released three episodes to start with, some kind of like relaunch, and I tried to make it a big thing, which kind of worked. Like for the first three episodes, I got a few downloads, like more than I would, than I had gotten for like the episodes before that. So that was pretty cool. But I will say after that, my download numbers went down again which is actually quite normal. I see this with a lot of my clients. I also saw that with the podcast-based podcast. Usually when you launch the podcast or relaunch the podcast and you make a big thing out of it, everyone is curious. That's also what you want, right? That is the launch doing its magic. But then it is not as exciting anymore or not as special anymore. And people forget about your podcast or I don't know, it's not for them or they checked it out and It's not the right time in their life to keep listening. So people just, I don't know, might stop listening there. And that is definitely what happened to Digital Nomad Stories as well. And I will say it was slow for a while. And I'm really glad that I already had a backlog of episodes because I don't know if I would have recorded more episodes at that point. So I was really happy with that decision that I just had my backlog of episodes ready to go. I just, I think I even added it a few episodes in advance as well. So that were just scheduled out. I didn't have to think about it anymore. And yeah, that's just how it was for a while. I remember that at some point, my download numbers were like not picking up at all. I started thinking about, okay, what do I want from this podcast? Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to reach a lot of people? Do I want people to really get to know me and my message? Or I don't know, like, why am I even doing this? And I realized that the key reason for me to do it, my main goal was to do these interviews with people. A little background information on digital nomad stories. I interview digital nomads, remote workers, and long-term travelers. And we talk about a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle podcast, but then for this specific niche of digital nomads. And I was just so excited about recording the interviews and connecting with other people who had similar lifestyles to mine. At that point, I just decided that's enough. I don't even need many people to listen to this because just recording it is already bringing me so much joy. So I just kept going for the sake of meeting these people. Also at this time, there were lockdowns all over the world and also where I was living. So I also decided that this is a great opportunity to just meet new people and like-minded people and just chat and just get to know them a little bit. So that is literally what I used my podcast for for months, probably the first six months of the year. That was just what my podcast was doing for me. And I also didn't really promote the episodes 
that much. Like I didn't have the whole marketing shebang in place. I just focused on releasing content consistently. Sometimes I would share a little bit to my Instagram and I follow my guests on Instagram. They usually follow me on Instagram. Then I just have my travel friends, my friends from university and just like my friends' friends on Instagram. But I also never really tried to grow my Instagram account or anything. That was never really my focus. My focus was really releasing content consistently. Every week, a new interview episode. And that was it. So I didn't do all the social media things or Pinterest or blogging or TikTok. I just wanted to release content, podcast content that is, consistently. So I just kept going even when I didn't have many listeners. And then at some point, I just noticed that download numbers were picking up. I remember that I had one guest and he had a really interesting story to tell. I will say, okay, the title of the episode was also kind of enticing. And I actually got a lot of downloads on that one episode, like a lot more, like three times what I would usually get over a month. I would get in, I think, the first week or the first two weeks on that episode because he shared it with his friends and he is actually quite well known in his own community. So that was really cool to see that all these people checked out my podcast. I also noticed that some people listen to more episodes, but most just listen to this one episode and then they heard the story that my guest wanted to share and that was it. Um, So that was also very insightful because I realized that if I get guests on the show with a large following on their own, but who also really fit in with all the other guests, then new listeners might stick around. These listeners were just looking up to this guy because of what he did for work. I'll share what he did. He is an ethical hacker. And my episode with him was about why being an ethical hacker is a good digital nomad job. So that was the episode and a lot of fellow hackers or I don't know, like coding people listen to this episode and then they also laugh because that's not necessarily what the podcast is about. It's way more about the travel and the lifestyle aspect of it. So that's what I noticed. And from there on, I also definitely thought through a little bit more like who I asked on the podcast and who I didn't ask on the podcast because I wanted new people to also stick around of course and the cool thing also is that my boyfriend started listening to the show and he is actually my ideal listener because he is an like relatively new digital nomad so I asked him for a ton of feedback I asked him, what do you think of this episode? Do you like it? Why do you like it? What is it that you don't like about this episode? And I really asked him, this is basically market research. I did a ton of market research by just asking my boyfriend so many questions about what he liked and didn't like about the show. And I also tried to implement this, of course. So I really honed in of finding interesting guests and I wanted to do a little bit of a combination of well-known guests and guests that are not well-known at at all but have a really cool story to share and that has always been my approach. I never necessarily go for the big names just because they have a big following and I think that also worked really well for me that I had some 
relatively new digital nomads or like very relatable guests. Let me put it like that. Very relatable guests on my show because their stories were just so good. That was, I think, the best episodes that I had with people whose story is just so inspiring. So one thing that I did was hone in on who was coming on my podcast but then also what titles I was using for the episodes. I really tried to tweak my titles and my show notes to make it even better for people who just scroll past the episodes to figure out what the episode is actually about and that they just click it and start listening. That was my goal. So that is two things that I did in the past few months. I just tweaked and tweaked and tweaked my titles and show notes. And here we are now. Most recent developments is that my podcast keeps growing without doing much marketing still. I am still not very active on social media. I still don't have a Pinterest account. I am not on TikTok. I am basically doing nothing for marketing and my podcast is consistently growing. So that is absolutely awesome. And another thing that I see is because we have quite a few episodes out now, like 50 plus episodes, there are a lot of people who go back to older episodes and really like binge listen to a ton of episodes in one day. One of the earliest episodes that I have is also one of the most listened, also one of the most downloaded ones, because people just keep scrolling down and going back to that episode so that is really really interesting to see that the content is definitely evergreen and that people are still looking it up and still listening and I think one of the reasons for that is because I am really honing down and nailing the titles of the episodes and I am really trying to add keywords to the titles of the episodes and to the show notes, which is honestly basically my whole strategy for this podcast is just to be super consistent and nail the SEO of podcast apps. Another super interesting thing that happened in releasing content consistently for one year is that we now have not one, but actually two sponsors. So that is also super exciting. A few months ago, the first sponsor reached out with the question if I was open to discuss a sponsorship deal. And we came to an agreement, which is super cool. So he was a sponsor for the past two months and we're now negotiating a long-term deal. So that is super promising. And then a few weeks ago, another potential sponsor also reached out And we also closed a sponsorship deal starting in a few weeks. So that is also super interesting. I will say that there were more sponsors who reached out or more companies that reached out who are interested in the podcast. And then I offered like, hey, we're doing sponsorship. So if you're interested, this is what I can offer you. And they declined or, I don't know, rejected my offer. Um, So I just want to give a good overview of what happened here. It's not that just sponsors started running at me and throwing money at me. That is definitely not what happened. I had negotiations with different parties and some worked out and some didn't work out, which is totally fine because I also don't want to sell myself short for one, but also I don't want to add noise too much noise to my podcast which is absolutely not interesting for my audience. I want to protect my audience 
and only offer them good content and sponsorships that actually are good for them. Like it needs to be a win-win-win for everyone, for me, for the audience and for the sponsor. So that is what I have been trying to do. Okay, so if you are considering releasing content consistently for one year, I would absolutely recommend this if it is a passion project or just something that you're extremely passionate about. If you just do the podcast for fun or as a hobby, then I would say commit. Do this for a year before you draw any conclusions because for the first few months, honestly, I was not getting a lot of listens. I was definitely not getting any money out of it. Um, It was just purely the interviews that I enjoyed so much and the connections that I was making. If you want to start a podcast to monetize it or to use it in your business, I am still a gigantic fan of working in seasons. If this would be my business podcast, then I think releasing content weekly for one year might have been too much on my plate. And the reason for that is I also had my episodes go live on Mondays and I also had Sunday evenings where I still had to edit an episode. And that happened more than once and also more than twice. That happened regularly. And because this was my hobby and I told myself, this is my hobby, I enjoy doing this, I did. But if this would have been work, even though I really enjoy my work and I really enjoy this podcast as well, I think it might have been a burnout danger over there. So if it is a business podcast or it is related to your business or if you're doing this to monetize it, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. But I would consider um, releasing episodes in seasons. Okay, so that was my experiment that I did for the past year. I am so glad that I could just test this out with two different podcasts. And I think there are pros and cons for both formats, seasonal and weekly episodes. I just think that weekly episodes worked so well for me because I enjoyed creating the podcast and doing the interview so much. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you also have a lifestyle podcast and you just love doing it, try it out. I know that a year weekly episodes might be a big commitment, but for me, it really worked out. So I hope for you it will as well. And if you have any questions about this, definitely reach out on Instagram. I'm always there at the Podcast Babes to answer any DMs that are coming in. And that's a wrap for this episode. And I have a gift for you. So before you go, do you ever feel like you're spending too much time on your podcast? Sure, it's fun, but it just takes you hours. I have definitely been there and I have a few tips for you. Click the link in the show notes to join my free five-day productivity for podcasters challenge. I promise you're gonna love it. Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. 
And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.